Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire, and once again, I am the only podcast host here um, because I have yet another awesome guest who is joining me today. Uh, today, I am joined by Tone from Luke Cage, otherwise known as Warner Joseph Miller. Hi, Warner. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Um, we were just Thank chatting you. about it. I'm so glad that we managed to, <laughs> there was a bit of, Skype didn't want to connect us for some reason, and then it's it seems to be okay now. Skype is temperamental, that's it's... why I, 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 I only bring her out on special occasions like <laughs> this one. Yeah, Skype, Skype is temperamental, sometimes it wants to work, sometimes it doesn't, you know. Um, but I'm so happy to talk to you, so thank you for coming on. I should say about the podcast... I am the only one out of the four hosts on the podcast who's actually currently seen all of Luke Cage. My co-hosts um, at the moment have only seen a couple of episodes um, because sure. we're, yeah, I make them wait a week between each episode. I'm very mean. Oh, <laughs> so wow, they get to watch one episode mean. a week. I know, I know. <laughs> Whereas I watch the whole thing in um, a day, uh, pretty much. And uh yeah, and then I get to like tease them about lots of stuff that may or may not be coming up in the show. So I'm definitely going to tease that you're coming back, you know, for revenge later on in the show. Definitely. Listen, <laughs> listen, you know, in the, in the Marvel Universe, you never know. People come back all the time. Exactly. You know? We didn't see a body. It could be coming he back. Did not. Yeah, exactly. Electra can come back, you know. Nobu mm-hmm. came back in Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to come back. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the th- I was going to ask you um, about, obviously, um, filming in New York and you're you're in New York as well. But I actually found out something about you that I thought was really interesting. And I was kind of blown away by. And you can tell me if it's true or not. But you actually studied in Oxford in the UK. Yes. Yes, I did. That's in awesome. Fact, that's uh, th- I thought that was the drawing uh, for me. I mean, aside from the Luke Cage, the fact that I studied at Oxford, I thought that was the draw. Oh, oh no, I just love talking with with anyone involved with the shows. You know, it's always great um, talking with people. We've been very lucky and had um, a lot of the actors on, the writers. I've just spoken to Lauren awesome. Weeks, who is the production designer um, for the shows, including Luke Cage. Um, I just love talking to you guys, you know, it's always fascinating and it's, uh, everyone I've spoken to who's worked in the shows has really enjoyed it and has been really lovely people, so no pressure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was kind of fascinated that you obviously lived over here and studied, sort of, how did that come about? I did, Um, well, I actually, before Luke Cage, I was on a show uh, briefly called um, Boardwalk Empire. One of my favourite shows, by the way, amazing show. Yeah, yeah, so I was on the last season, so uh, the season that ended, mm-hmm. and actually prior to that, I was interested in this program at Oxford dealing with uh, theology and philosophy, something mm-hmm. having nothing to do with acting, and <laughs> I ended up getting a, a scholarship, and I ended up, you know, I mean, it's a long story, but I ended up being uh, kind of allowed to go, so, you know, I had a year off, or I took a year off, mm-hmm. I took a year off, and I went to Oxford, and I studied uh I studied theology, philosophy, and the philosophy of religion. Wow, that's awesome. And then as soon as I got back, the first thing that I booked was Luke Cage. Oh, excellent. (laughs) That's great. How did you find it over here? Was that the first time you'd you'd been over to England? It was my first time in the UK, period. (laughs) Uh, Certainly the longest I've been out of uh, America. I lived there for about 10 10 months. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I've actually been back uh, uh, in January, not January, in June. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I still, you know, visit my pro- uh, professors and my tutors and whatnot. Um, but I, I, I loved it. I loved it. That's great. I hope we took good care of you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, no, I gained about a, I gained about a stone or two, um, because of the, you know, I poured salt on everything yeah. and because of the, uh, you know, the high carb diet and sweets and just being a student snacking all day, I, I gained about a stone or two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so, we're not known for our amazing food, unfortunately. <laughs> but but the academia kind of offset the you know the the, the not not the unspiced food. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but it, it was great. I really really enjoyed England. I really really did. And that's the place to study Oxford. I mean, it's it's gorgeous there as well. It's such a beautiful town. Um, I'm a big architecture fan, and so I just like going there and looking at the buildings. You know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just beautiful. No, that's cool. I just wanted to ask you about that because I saw it and I was like, what? <laughs> um, but obviously you're, you're from New York. Did you? Were you born in New York then? I was born in Brooklyn. Brooklyn okay, and you, you live in Brooklyn um, still? Right now, yep. Yeah, Currently cool. So you've done a lot of work, obviously, in New York. Um, I don't actually know where Boardwalk Empire is filmed, but obviously it's set in um, Atlantic City and you've done CSI New York. And obviously Luke Cage is filmed in New York. Is that, um, and you've done a lot of theatre as well, I know, in, uh, you've done theatre in Harlem as well, haven't you? Is that something you really enjoy doing, is like filming actually in the city? I love it. I love it. I mean, I I love, um, you know, filmmaking just in general. You know, if you were filming in Czechoslovakia, I love that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to everyone in Czechoslovakia. But uh, no, nah, it, it was great. You know, like when I filmed, when uh, we were working on uh, Boardwalk Empire, the studio is in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Um, so, so I would ride my bike to the studio every day to shoot this very brilliant, you know, show. So it was, you know, it was definitely a treat. And then, you know, shooting Luke Cage in Harlem, you know, this iconic, you know, superhero right in the place that, you know, he's, that was, you know, watching people walk by, and I mean, it's, it's, it's great, man, you know, because it's, it's, you feel um, a, onus, a, a ownership of it, you know, because yeah. it shoots right in your backyard, so yeah. That's it. awesome. They've, they've just put up the statue of Captain America in Brooklyn, haven't they? They need one I, of Luke Cage I, in Harlem. We need one of Luke they, Cage in Harlem. Absolutely. It'd absolutely. be great. That's an excellent idea. <laughs> we'll get Mike Coulter to pose for it, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so were you a fan of comics growing up? Like, did you read Marvel or DC, or were you familiar with Luke Cage at all as a character? I was, I was. I, I didn't read, so I had friends, my friend uh, Jason Vita, I remember, mm-hmm. I remember him, so because he was the one that introduced me to comic books, because he was a, a sketcher and a drawer. So my comic education primarily came from him um, mm-hmm. in the fifth, uh, sixth grade. And... Uh, and from there, you know, I began watching. I, I kind of was introduced to Marvel first, so that's my, what my love is, is Marvel Comics. Um, <laughs> DC, I also love, but Marvel, I think I was attracted and still am to Marvel because Marvel Comics took place in the real world. Like, it took place in yeah. Harlem or Hell's Kitchen or, you know, wherever, California, Chicago, UK with Captain Britain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, it, it was, it was they, they were real people um respect to you by the way for knowing who captain britain is i respect that absolutely 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 so um so yeah so yeah i I did i did come up and and admittedly the first i think i think i knew about black panther first because Mm -hmm. he's the of you know black superheroes he's the the person um luke cage came definitely later but uh but but i definitely knew about him Mm -hmm. definitely knew about him are you excited about the black panther film then Extremely. <laughs> I can't Extremely. wait. It's going to be great. I think and that that I mean, and Captain Marvel are my two films I cannot wait to see coming up for Marvel. Well, have you have you seen the new trailer for the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. I yeah. I'm excited about that as well. But I think Black Panther. I I loved him in Civil War. I thought yes. um, Chadwick Boseman did an amazing job in that character uh, as that character. So I'm really looking forward to that film and Captain Marvel. Um, I, I love that character anyway, and it's going to be like the first female-led movie, so I'm really excited about it for that reason. And the rest, like Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm looking forward to, and Doctor Strange and Infinity War. Yeah, that's going to be exciting, but I'm really, really looking forward to those two because it's something different for Marvel, and I'm really interested Absolutely. to see how they do it, you know? Absolutely, yeah. and, and, and that was what was one of the many things that was great about Luke Cage because mm-hmm. it was something for Marvel, something very different. You know, I mean, uh, the you know having I remember our first day. You know, when we have a table read, uh, first day to go in, and everyone in the room was African American. Yeah, the yeah. writer, showrunner, the actors, that and and you know and and most of those guys I had been in, I had done plays with, theater mm-hmm. with in in New York. Um, so just to see that, so then. On top of that, the influence of music and hip hop and, and all this stuff, you know, for Marvel, like this was very, very much, and for it to be so socially mm-hmm. um, conscious and with the times, you know, like it was really, really profound. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to what they do with, uh, see what they do with Black Panther. Definitely. It, it, what you said just then about Luke Cage in terms of the social commentary in it as well and how that was very important to the showrunner, to Cho. 
uh, to Chio, sorry. Um, that's something that um, I spoke to Rob Morgan about, who I know that you're, you're friends with as well. Um, yeah, Rob's awesome. Um, but he was saying about that as well. He was really impressed in terms of that, and it, it gave it a very authentic feel um, for him being a New Yorker as well. So it's kind of interesting that both you guys say that. I, I think what you said about the music, the, the Luke Cage soundtrack is like, like on my iPod, like pretty much all the time at the moment. It's so good. Yes. Oh, yes. it's so yes. good. And like just the score music, it's um, the actual score, you know, even, um, you know, I mean, the songs are fantastic anyway, but the score is so beautiful and it just brings all these influences in. You've got a bit of a Western influence in there, you know, and you've got this, this kind of like black exploitation influence. And it's, oh, it's just great. Really good. I need to get that special edition vinyl that's coming out, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, just like in the in the can. Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. Go ahead. No. Now I was gonna say like in the canon of you know thus far the Netflix ser- uh, Marvel series you know mm-hmm. with the Daredevil and how Daredevil was totally different than Jessica Jones and how you know Jessica Jones is totally different than Luke Cage and Luke Cage is I'm sure gonna be totally different than Iron Fist mm-hmm. and whatnot. I, I liked those different pieces authentic to themselves but different and fitting almost like a you know a jigsaw puzzle and how they're you know very very different but how they fit I, I, so that's one of the biggest reasons I can't wait for Defenders just to see how they fit all these different pieces to make <laughs> this one kind of you know patchwork quilt of this you know very great Defenders show you know. definitely yeah and there's so many other great characters coming in I mean uh, in Luke Cage, I was really excited that we got the introduction of one of my favorite characters, which is Misty Knight, um, mm-hmm. who I, I love from the comics. And we've got Colleen Wing coming in from um, uh, in oh. Iron Fist. And I just I hope we get some other characters coming in. You know, if the shows do really well, we're already getting a Punisher series. If we've got a Moon Knight series, I can die happy pretty much. <laughs> um, you know, just all these other characters, it would be it would be amazing to see. And I love the fact that Netflix and Marvel are they listen to the audience, you know, the, the audience wants a Punisher series. They go, Hey, we'll give you a Punisher series. It's, it's, it's really great. Um, they, they seem to really respond to like the fans, which is, is really nice. And and, and that's pretty much how, you know, like what, how, I mean, I'm sure there are other things that kind of inform it, but insofar as, you know, if a season two, uh, happens, a lot of that has to do with fans. Mm -hmm. You know, if, 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 if fans respond well to, show then you know let's give them another that, that's how it was with uh daredevil mm-hmm. certainly jessica jones um so you know we're hoping for season two of luke cage you know after the defender series and mm-hmm. you know maybe 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 tone will make a an appearance as a, a villain that i'll not speak of i hope so that would be that would be cool you could come back as like um like i'm trying to think of another like tombstone or someone that would be cool well, well there's a specific villain he's a uh, but it has to do with like the supernatural, so I don't know oh, how okay. much, you know, how they would kind of, you know, since Iron Fist is kind of, you know, tackling the supernatural mm-hmm. bit. Uh, I don't know, but you know, who knows? You know. Well, maybe they just take Tone down to um, Hell's Kitchen and put him in Nobu's little resurrection jar thing maybe. that they put Electra in. <laughs> There you go. Come on, let's let, let's let's start a movement on the streets. <laughs> I'm already doing a movement for Turk in Daredevil to become Stiltman, and we've told Rob Morgan that, and he's oh, very much on board. No. <laughs> so yeah, we want him to become it. Stiltman. <laughs> um, so mentioning about like obviously the the fans, I I should have said when we started, obviously congratulations on the success of the show. Um, it is kind of known now as the show that broke Netflix, which is incredible. <laughs> you know, Netflix right? completely went down that weekend, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, you must be so excited as how how big it's been because, you know, the other two shows have been really big. But obviously there's still, I guess, that thing when a new show comes out, if it's a character that people maybe aren't familiar with, there's still that can we can lightning strike three times, you know, and it, it has. It's um, yeah. it's. It's great, and it's a credit to you guys, the actors, the writers, the the showrunner, you know, the the production designers, like all, you know, everyone just done such a great job. So I'm always glad that there's a positive reaction, and you guys get a lot of credit for that. Yeah, not, and, and 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 I mean, it's without saying, but Marvel can, you know, I always tell, you know, my friends. I remember when Guardians of the Galaxy first came out, and people, you know, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is a, is a kind of a 
uh, you know, he, they're definitely not as known mm-hmm. in the, you know, Marvel universe, at least from, you know, the average reader. And he was saying, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to do this. He, and I'm like, listen, they made Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah. You know? And Ant-Man <laughs> was a great, great movie. So mm-hmm. to make a great movie, out of, you know, so, you know, that's a credit to Marvel. Like, they really, at this point, can do no wrong. Like, mm-hmm. they're hitting on in the films, on Netflix, even, you know, I like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, mm-hmm. that comes on ABC, you know, I, I love that show, now they've introduced Ghost Rider, yeah. you know, um, so, you know, like, they really, a testament to them for being really, really proficient <laughs> in what they do, so. It's, I mean, we now have, a, you know, a Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's just incredible thinking about it, where while... Luke Cage, you know, is hanging out at Pops. Somewhere in space, there's a raccoon and a tree yes, running around. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's yes. amazing. You know? It's amazing. <laughs> and and let, let me ask you, did you catch that uh, cameo of uh, Stan Lee and Luke Cage? I did, yeah. I mean... When, did you catch it? Okay. Yeah, when I watch the shows, I, I literally sit and I'm just watching them, you know, to write down Easter eggs. Um, so I noticed that one. But I mean, there's there's been a few Easter eggs already that I hadn't noticed that like some of our listeners have told me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. I like little production things. So um, all of that stuff I love. And luckily, I before I tell like Easter eggs to um, uh, the the rest of my hosts every week, depending on what episode it is, I go to denofgeek.com. And they mm-hmm. spot everything. Yeah, <laughs> like they they pick up on everything. So I'm always looking through that and going, Oh, that's so cool. So yeah, I love that Stan Lee just pops up in it. It's great. Yeah. And he's just he's, yeah. he, he's like the kind of uh, fictional commissioner of New York Police Department. He just seems <laughs> to pop up all the time. It's great. Um so I mentioned obviously Pops before. How does it feel being the person who killed Frankie Faison? <laughs> Beloved well, you know Frankie Faison. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it, what, what's funny, you know, like I, I, I literally get stopped in the street, um, <laughs> uh, in the barber shop, and you know, it's always, it's never, you know, oh, you did a great job. It's like, why'd you kill pops? <laughs> why'd you kill pops? You know, and I, you know, I, it's always said with a smile, you know, a smile <laughs> on their face. But um, no, I, you know what, I, I take it is it was by my act of diabolical, uh wretchedness that I spurred Luke Cage to become the crime fighter he is. So mm-hmm. I, I would like to think that Tone um, uh, was 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 very instrumental in making Luke Cage the man that he is. Definitely. Because if I didn't kill Pops, yeah. exactly. If, if I didn't kill Pops, he'd still be sweeping up hair in the barbershop. Exactly. Yeah. You know? But I, I was going to ask you, actually, if people have come up to you and sort of said that, you know, they're like, oh... But I mean, Those it shows that you words. you were a memorable character, you know, and uh, yeah. obviously how how um, how much they loved his character as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's mm-hmm. great. Why why do you think Tone kind of did it then? Like, was he just impatient, or do you think he was trying to impress Cottonmouth? I think I think probably well, I would say more of the you know he's a he was an ambitious young man. You know, he wanted to climb in the ranks, and especially when he saw this guy shades you know, at least in his mind, encroaching on his, you know, uh, second fiddledness, if I can mm-hmm. think of a word. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he, he wanted he wanted to be the only one in Cottonmouth's eyes. And in, in my mind, you know, I, I felt that at some point he would have probably taken out or at least attempted to take out Cottonmouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he was just very ambitious, very, very ambitious. And he wanted to impress the boss, so to speak. But as... And- as, as, as as many ambitious people uh, do, they overstep their bounds sometimes. I mean, not necessarily murdering someone, but, you know, they overstep their bounds and get tossed off the building. So. Exactly. That's such All a good well scene as well, well, where it's kind of like, he's going to forgive you. It's going to be like, okay, mm-hmm. fine. And then it's like, yeah, yeah, Pops can recover. And then there's that great pause where it's just like, and as an audience, we're like, oh, <laughs> you know, and it's just... That reaction between like Theo Rossi and yourself, and you're just like, oh no, it's all gonna go bad, and then mm-hmm. um, that's obviously the thing that that kind of tips Cottonmouth over the edge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I thought yeah. it was such a great scene. Um, so, uh, you know, saying how does it feel to to kill Frankie Faison? How does it feel to get thrown off a building by Marsha Ali? Uh, well, uh, first off, Mahershala is one of the best nicest guys I've ever met mm-hmm. in, his, in his 
his business. Um, he really, really is a, an extremely nice guy, like, ex- like extremely. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. And um, that night it was raining. It, it didn't. It, you don't see it on films, but it, on film, but it was raining. Um, ha- not hard, but moderately. Um, and we were on a roof, so the roof was slick. And they were, you know, kind of throwing me to the edge. Um, so it was certainly very, very scary because <laughs> I could see the way down. Um, but they had me rigged in very, very, you know, securely. So I was never in any, you know, real danger. They took precautions and whatnot. But, um, uh, yeah, we did it about, about 10, 10, 12 times in the rain. So, so it's actually um, that... you falling all that way because obviously it's a one shot. So I did wonder whether it, they swap you out for a, a stunt performer. Well, uh, okay, well, I mean, since you're, yeah, well, so, all right, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you the background. So okay, they, had cool. me, uh, they had me, uh, what do you call it, rigged in mm-hmm. to another building. Uh, and so I would run through the a- uh, to the edge and almost jump off, but at the last uh, moment, drop down. And what they did was cut in my stuntman falling to the ground to his untimely death. So it's amazingly, I mean, it's, that's such a good shot when we, um, on the podcast, when we spoke about that episode, that was one of the highlights for me because it's beautifully shot and like a really seamless stunt. And that's, um, we've spoken to, um, Chris Brewster before, who is the stunt double for Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've, I've spoken as well to, to Philip Silvera, who's one of the stunt um, coordinators and you know, when it's, a great job when you can't tell if it's you like I didn't know if it was you I was like did they did you do that you know what I mean and that is again a credit to yourself and to the stunt team I mean that's such fantastic work it's just seamless and it's one of those moments where you're really like wow you know how did they do that yeah um yeah but that must have been scary being on the wires though for yourself yeah and and Paul um uh McGeegan the the uh uh gentleman that Mm -hmm. uh filmed uh, episodes one and two he's such an amazing director he's also uh you know he's he's from the the great isles yeah. <laughs> um uh he uh just an amazing director and uh, again um i can't speak enough about just how well everyone is on the set both in temperament and just re- really really nice guys and they made even um very uncomfortable situations like you know being in a rig for the first time in the rain in dress shoes that have no grip, you know, like it, you know, it, it could have been much scarier and, and at least in my head, life threatening than it was. And mm-hmm. they really took every single precaution to not only make it safe, but to your point, you know, aesthetically, you know, pleasing. So um, just a really, really great job by Paul and everyone. Mm-hmm. He, I think he, he must love directing people falling off of buildings. Cause I know he worked on Sherlock <laughs> as well. And obviously Sherlock yes. flew off a building at yes. one point. I'm like, did he, is there anything else he's done? I'll have to ask him one day. Yes, yes, yes. He's yeah. great, though. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we spoke a little bit about, um, you know, working with the cast. I mean, it really is an incredible cast in the show. Um, and you said, obviously, doing the, the readings and everything. But how, how was it, like, particularly, like, the scenes being filmed in the club where you're working against Mike and... Um, and Alfred, I can never say her name. I'm so sorry, Alfred Woodard, and um, mm-hmm. Thea Rossi. You know how I mean, and in that incredible set as well. That that um, Harlem's Paradise yeah. set is absolutely gorgeous. Um, were you sort of like, yeah, this is <laughs> living the dream? Can I can I can I just geek out? Um, absolutely. I, 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 I would I would I, there would be times where I, I would be sitting or standing behind uh, Mahershala or you know, just looking out over the, the club, which was a built set, like mm-hmm. they actually built a club, and just looking at it and like, wow, I remember eight months ago walking down Banbury Road in <laughs> Oxford. It's saying to one of my classmates, you know what my dream is, man? I want to be in a, I, and I kid you not, I want to be in a Marvel, I want to be in the Marvel universe. But in my mm-hmm. mind, I was like, oh, you know, they already, you know, they already have a, a Black Panther, you know, Chad Bozeman, who's also a colleague of mine. Oh, you cool. know, so it's probably, you know, there's really no chance of me ever, you know, getting into Marvel. And now fast forward eight months later and I'm, albeit a bad guy, but, you know, I'm now officially canonized within the Marvel universe. And there would absolutely be multiple times I'd be standing there looking out, looking at everyone and like, wow, this is, this is happening. <laughs> this is real. So, 
No, That's absolutely. very cool. And you're like a you're a villain. You're a memorable villain as well because, as we said, you put the whole plot in motion for the show. Yes. Um, yes. I think like without that, like, as you said, Pop would still be sweeping hair, and I think Luke would be keeping his yeah. head down and probably exactly never done anything. You know. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. it's very so, cool. And you've um, worked so with um, a lot of people before as well as um, you know on uh, when you particularly when you were in American Gangster. Obviously, a lot of your co-stars in that have now been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well because I know Idris Elba was in that, who's been mm. in Thor, and um, Chiwetel Ejiofor is in. Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. one of my favourite actors. He's fantastic. Mine as well. Mine yeah, as he's well. he's brilliant. Um, but I mean, it, in that cast as well. I mean, that like honestly, congratulations on that as well because that's a Ridley Scott film. You're in this amazing cast. You've obviously got John Hawkes in that as well. Russell Crowe, another fantastic actor, Joe Morton, who I love. Yeah, I mean that that must must just be amazing. Being like, yeah, yeah and, this and, is great. <laughs> And, and 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 let's not forget Denzel Washington. And Denzel Washington, yeah, the big one. <laughs> you know, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, guy, and oh, um, and Denzel Washington. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. But, like, but again, you know, the same thing with that. And that was my first. Well, I mean, pretty much my only like really big movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, prior, you know, when I was doing theater, because I did a lot of theater prior to that. And one of my dreams was I always wanted to, I wanted to play Denzel Washington's son. That, that that was that was my dream because Denzel Washington is like my guy. He's my, yeah. you know, I call him. He's my Michael Jordan. He's my, you know, just the guy that I look to. Like, yeah, that's he's 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 great. And you know, for my first film to be not necessarily not playing his son, but getting to play his brother and yeah. spending you know months upon months with him. You know, like I don't get stage fright. I've never gotten stage fright. He's the uh, or not not stage fright. Um, I've never been like starstruck. You know, yeah, starstruck. I mean. Uh, Denzel, I was starstruck. Yeah. I was legitimately starstruck. Yeah, yeah. I said maybe three sentences for three months <laughs> on set with Denzel Washington, just because I was so kind of like in awe. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was great. And again, another great set, great people. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, just an amazing cast in that. I um, and I remember enjoying the film. I don't remember that much about. It. I see so many films, um, but yeah, I remember really enjoying the film. Um. And yeah, as I said, just an incredible cast. Um, it's actually interesting because you were saying, obviously, you do a lot of theatre work. I had a little look at your um, IMDb, and I don't know if you go on your message boards for IMDb, but someone left a message for you saying how awesome you are in Baltimore Campire and said, I wonder if he does much theatre work because you seemed classically mm. trained. I thought that was really cool because they obviously, um, there's a very different, there's a very different performance, not in a bad or good way, but I think you get when you've had that background in the theatre. Um, I used to work in the theatre, but behind the, the scenes, I'm not an actor at all. Um, but I, I definitely think that's you can tell. And obviously we get a lot of that over here, a lot of people rising up through theatre and then they move into, into television and film. But I thought that was really cool that someone had obviously picked up on that because wow. it just shows that your performance, they found it so nuanced in in that role that they they picked up that you'd have that training. So I just thought I'd let you know that someone had left a nice little compliment oh, for you on IMDb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, I, actually, you know, I found out when I, uh, so um, right before I went to Oxford, uh, like mm-hmm. I said, I, I just, I'd rap on Boardwalk Empire and I did my first Shakespeare play. I did um, uh, Antony and Cleopatra cool. right before <laughs> I went to Oxford. Um, and when I got, when I got to Oxford, I, I kind of, Put all of my theater and, and acting background. I kind of not hid it from my classmates, but you know, like I was there to be a student, not mm-hmm. to be a, an actor. And one of my classmates looked me up on IMDb and read that quote to me. Oh, like, oh cool. wow! Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah, it was such <laughs> a nice little compliment. <laughs> yeah, so you yeah, didn't I walk in the first day and say, "Don't you know who I am?" Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. I still don't do that. <laughs> I still don't do that. That would be um, very yeah. strange. <laughs> It'd be weird enough. <laughs> I'm sure there are people that do that though. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> um. So I wanted to ask you as well, like, if you have any other memories, obviously, of, of working on Luke Cage. Like, I mean, we've sort of gone over it a bit, but if there's anything else that really stands out to you about when you were on the show and you know, like the prep yeah, of filming well, it. I, 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 most of my time, I, I think the series. Kind of reflexive, but the majority of my time was was me, Mahershala, and Theo, mm-hmm. um, with Mike in and out. And Mike is a big football fan, as am I. 
Uh, he's a Dallas Cowboy. I mean, Amer- I'm sorry, American football. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> American football. Fan. Not soccer. And so, yes, not soccer, not, not football. <laughs> um, but he and I would go back and forth, you know, because he doesn't like Tom Brady, and I like, you know, and and I think he's a great quarterback. So, so those conversations uh, he and I would have, and then just the re- like Mahershala and I would get into these really, really deep because he's a really deep thinker and, and guy, and we would get into these conversations about, you know, philosophy and theology and things like that. Just really, really great conversations. And Theo always has a story. He's always, you know, he's a, like a really, really, you know, uh, extroverted, you know, out there guy. And, and he actually gave me a lot of, he has this company called, um, they, they make uh, uh, clothes with, uh, a clothing with like Muhammad Ali and, and Mike oh, Tyson wow. and all these famous. So, you know, he, 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 he gave me a bit of swag for, um, from his company, but you know, like, like we would always, he and I were like brothers in as far as like, we would always kind of rip on each other, you know, like he would make a joke about me then I would make a joke about him and go back and forth. So, um, so all those things, like, it was a really fun, it was, it was almost like a theater set, mm-hmm. you know, like very loose, you know, very fun and playful. But when it came down to work, you know, we were working, but even in between just very loose very playful because I think all of us recognize the blessing we we were you know we, we kind of had with being in something as remarkable as Luke Cage. I, th- mm-hmm. I think I think I, I think we all knew that you know mm-hmm. like it didn't take retrospect to be like wow that was a great. I think we knew it as we were living it. Like mm-hmm. wow this is kind of <laughs> this is kind of historic this is kind of groundbreaking this is and we're freaking making a comic book show for marvel you know so i mean there was so so yeah it was really really good time really really good time awesome. it, i mean it is amazing that you've got a I mean, i'm a i'm a i tell kind of all the guests i'm a big big daredevil fan i grew up loving daredevil and um i've been reading the comics since i was like 10 and he's always been like a like Luke Cage and I, this kind of like a C-list hero, C-list, you know, like not one of the, the big ones. And the fact that we have these series now, meaning that Daredevil and Luke Cage, because Luke's been in Jessica Jones, obviously, as well, are the two characters, I think, pretty much now who have appeared the most in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. To me, mm. blows my mind. These These minor characters... Counting up the hours of all the movies and everything, there's been more Luke Cage and more Daredevil than there has been Iron Man, Captain America. That really? blows wow. my... Yeah, I mean, you know, there's been two series of Daredevil that's um, 13 hours times two, that's 26 hours. You know, that is a lot that's wow. been spent on that character. Wow. And then right. he's going to be in The Defenders. Right. Luke was in Jessica Jones and had his own series. And, it, I mean, even every time I sit down to watch one of these shows, I, as a fan... I'm obviously like kind of like I can't believe this, you know, but it's it's just amazing that we're at a point where we have these awesome, awesome characters that you would never see getting a film even 10 years ago or a TV series 10 years ago. And they've just they're being embraced by the public. And I think that's great that it's these these characters that are just as great and interesting as Spider-Man and Batman and Superman. And they're just being embraced by the public and um and also kind of really showing that the, the the source material, the comic books, is is not just stuff that is for kids. You know, it's these great mm-hmm. stories that have mm-hmm. commentary on on social issues mm-hmm. and um, mental illness in, in regards to Jessica mm-hmm. Jones. And um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just think it's it's incredible. It's, I'm very happy to be a comic book fan alive at this time, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and a fan of television in general. I mean, the television now, the quality of the shows is yeah. amazing. And, 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 that's, and that's where I was going to go, you know, specifically living in, in New York. Because, I mean, as mm-hmm. it stands now, Los Angeles is still, you know, the place for big, big film. For, for the, you know, it's still the lion in the, in the, in the, in the Serengeti or the lion. It's, it's the big dog. Yeah. However, um, TV uh, has, is becoming so much more well written mm-hmm. now. Um, specifically in New York, you know, you think of, you know all of the Marvel Netflix series. Um, actually, a lot of the Netflix series, um, just uh, in general, mm-hmm. film in New York, um, and with you know uh, cable television, you know the writing is becoming much better. Just writing, all in all, has become so much better. And a lot of it, or a good chunk of it, is now being filmed in New York. 
which for New York actors, um, specifically ones who uh, have background in theater, like that's like because before we would have to go to LA mm -hmm. to you know kind of scratch our way, but now you know there's this thriving uh, uh, work environment in New York, and and that's that's great. That's mm -hmm. great to to not only get, get to do shows, but get to do well written shows, and just one step further, um, as a as a actor of color, to be a part of shows that are not just okay. Th there aren't just a lot of shows, but now there's shows that are well written. Yeah, you know yeah. that have very three dimensional complex characters. Yeah, you know that is great. That which, is great. Which is something that I mean, it's it, it kind of blows my mind as well. Still that this is an issue still in films and TV, um, and obviously it, it, it is. And I've, I've spoken to um, Peter Shinkoda, who's Nobu from um, um, Daredevil, about this, and it's like, it's 2016, you know, and this is, but this is still an issue, like whitewashing in television and film, um, which, I mean, it's definitely improving, but there's still, like, I think a long way to go, and um, you can see that in terms of like the you know the controversy over the Oscars this year as well and and everything and um, there just needs to be more better written roles you know it's and just I like I um I remember saying to Peter Shinkoda I would love to see him in like the lead in a romantic comedy where it's just and you know it's just not this is me speaking as a white person it's just not not just two sure. pretty white people you know. Um, because that's that's not reality, and um, I think that's great that you've now got this opportunity of more shows in New York um, to to showcase, like you said, actors of color. Because that that reflects what New York is. You know, I've been Absolutely. to New York, and that's the town. It's not Friends, you know, in the nineties, where there's you exactly. know, um, exactly. which never no, made no any one was sense to me. Friends was too white. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, and that's uh, New York's one of my favorite cities. And that's part of what makes it. That's why another reason I love Luke Cage is I love learning about this, this history behind Harlem, because I didn't know that much about it. But that's, that's New York. That's what makes it such a great city. That's why I love London as well. And I'm, I'm from London, yes. because it's such a diverse, interesting city. You know, you need to yes. reflect that. Um, which I think is great. It's interesting, actually, because I watched a new season of um, uh, Black Mirror, which hit Netflix yesterday. I did watch the whole series in a day, I will admit. Um, but it's great that that is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is what I do. Um, but it, it was great. It was very, very much more diverse than the previous seasons, and I, I love that. And that's in terms of, of colour, of gender, of everything. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought it was... It was just great that they did that and it's it's just exciting to see that more and more and it's it, it because that shouldn't be an issue you know it should sure. programs fiction should re reflect the world yeah. sure and and but but, but to your point it, it is getting you know much better um mm -hmm. you know uh donald glover who's going to be in the, the next uh in spider-man homecoming mm -hmm. uh, as we don't know who i'm, I'm have my fingers crossed for somewhere um but <laughs> but uh you know, he, he has this show that comes on American television now called Atlanta, which is mm -hmm. written by him, stars him, and it's this cast of color that's great. There's a show by Ava DuVernay, um, who was supposed to be the director for Black Panther, mm -hmm. um, but, but um, uh, Ryan Coogler's doing it, but she has a show on Oprah. I mean, like, there are all of these shows. There's a show on HBO called Insecure with this for Issa Rae. I mean, like, all these great shows. Um, not just starring people of color. And by people of color, I don't just mean black people, mm -hmm. but, you know, just people of color, of diversity. And, and not only starring, but they're also written. Yeah, absolutely. If you have things that are written by, you know, the community that, that they reflect, you're more, you're more likely to have those people kind of represented in the film or in the television show. So, I mean, so, yeah, it, it, it has... It is getting better, and and as an actor, kind of how you said, it's a good time to be a comic book fan. Now, I'm a fan of television. It's really, it's a really good time to be an actor of color, or at the very least, uh, an African American actor mm -hmm. um, in America, because there are parts coming. I mean, you know, not as fast as we would like, but you know, they're coming, and they're and they're quality now, mm -hmm. and they're diverse. Like they're this one over here, and there's. Luke Cage, you know, a Superman, I mean, a, a superhero. So yeah. um, it's a really, really good time. Yeah. Can I ask you one, one question? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. So what are you, um, what would you like to see in this, in the Defenders um, 
series? Like, what, what, uh... Ooh. <laughs> I'm meant to be interviewing you. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. I'm really curious. I'm very excited that we having, we're having Sigourney Weaver as the, the villain. Um, there's a lot of speculation about who she might be, um, which I've not really thought too much about. I would love, I'm, I'm assuming the hand is going to be a big part of it. I would love to see Peter Shinkoda come back as Nobu and just gets resurrected again and just has a scar around his neck where his head got chopped off. Um, that would be great. I would just love to see um, great writing and character interaction between those four main characters in the way they look at the world, um, because that is always the most fascinating stuff to me. And that was the most fascinating stuff, I think, in Daredevil season two, the interaction between Daredevil and the Punisher and how... They mm. both see the world. They both have their morals um, and how sometimes they have to bend those morals to an extent um, in the story and how those are challenged and how they're, the way they live is challenged, the way they function in the world. And that's what I would love to see. I just want to see that being written well. I don't really mind what the plot is, <laughs> as long as those characters... Just give me, just, yes. <laughs> just give me them, I mean, we found out that the, um, the, the shooting name for Defenders is Group Therapy, which is amazing, because I just, that's what I want. I want these four characters just kind of sitting in a room, just like, character work, character work, awesome stuff, you know, that would do awesome. me fine. Um, because we know there's going to be stuff brought up where, you know, Claire has now slept with Luke and there's probably some mm -hmm. feelings still there from Matt even though he's had Electra and Karen since and there's stuff between Luke and Jessica and um there, it's going to be interesting and I think Matt's going to be like wait Iron Fist you fought a dragon what I don't believe in any of that <laughs> you know there's going to be stuff there what a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> you know um he's going to kind of be the one that walks in into this and the other three are going to be like really tense with each other and he's going to be like whoa what did I walk into um so I just want to see that I want to see them develop the friendship between Iron Fist and Luke Cage mm -hmm. yeah I, that that's all I can really ask for just good writing I don't mind yeah. what the plot is. I have faith in Marvel. You know, they've done Absolutely. a good job so far. So what about you? I'm going to put the question back to you now. No, uh, it's the exact same thing. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, not exact, but uh, but certainly, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an easy date. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so just, you know, give me all of the characters. Give me, you know, them interacting well with each other. You know, uh, uh, equitable screen time. Good, good fight scenes. That's what mm -hmm. I do want. I, I do want good fight scenes. Um, um, and and I, I am actually curious as to who Sigourney Weaver will be. I, like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, because, you know, what makes uh, a really, not, I mean, one of the pieces that make a really good superhero f film is the villain. Mm -hmm. um, a, a villain that is, that matches up well with the character. So I'm trying, you know, that's the, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing. I, I, I want to see a villain that really matches up well with the Defenders. There's um, been a lot and, of speculation she could be playing Mephisto, which would be interesting, and it would be going wow. into the supernatural, which they've done with Ghost Rider, obviously, and Iron Fist, I, and kind of um, Doctor Strange as well. I, I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm expecting them to completely um, pull the you know, the rug out from under our feet and say she's playing, like, I don't know, man bull or something, you know, like we would never expect. Um, <laughs> you know, just so no one expects it. Um, it'll be interesting to find out. There you go, I'm going to start the rumour. Sigourney Weaver's playing man bull <laughs> in Defenders. You yeah. said it, I didn't. You said it, I didn't. We'll see. Marvel will be uh, going, no, no, no. <laughs> You've revealed oh, it. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. Um, so I should really let you go because you have been honestly more than generous with your time um, today. Um, but I just wanted to ask you as well, like, what do you have coming up at the moment, or what are you working on at the moment that you can, if you can tell us about anything? Well, well, the, with the end of the year, you know, uh, some of the shows are stopped, um, mm -hmm. are not really casting now. So I'm actually doing a couple of uh, plays. Um, I'm actually doing a, a play in a couple of weeks, or begin rehearsal on a play. It's called the Twenty Eight. Uh, our plays it, it deal with the Black Lives Matter Matter movement. There, a series of plays written by about maybe seventy different playwrights from across the country, and I think wow. actually some from over the pond. Um, 
So we're gonna. So that's the next thing. And then I was asked by a theater that I worked with, actually where I did that Shakespeare piece. Um, they asked me to do a Christmas Carol. Oh wow! Uh, so uh, I, but they asked me like almost a year ago. So I kind of <laughs> didn't really take it that serious. But then I was like, well, you know, that'd be. That'd be great. So I'm going to do a Christmas carol. And, and, and primarily it's for these two re- reasons. I'll, I'll confess this to you. Okay. One of the reasons is because I want my nephew to see it. Yeah. He, he's not, you know, I, he's never seen me in a play before. He's, he can't really he's watch actually, Luke Cage either, can he? Well, my, his, his, his mother let him see a little bit of me oh, on okay. film. That's um, cool. But he's, only ever, but he's only ever seen me play a bad guy. Right, okay. So, so for him, and also it gives me an excuse to work on my British accent. Ah, Okay. Yes. Cool. So, so who are you playing in, in Christmas Carol? Bob Cratchit. Nice. <laughs> I was in one of the few plays I've been in. I was also in Christmas Carol. I played Bob Cratchit's daughter and I can still remember yeah. my lines. They were, yes, father. Amen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no, that's going to be. Yeah. I mean, it's such a classic, classic Christmas play as well. It's I mean. There's a reason it's a classic. It's just one of those great stories. And it's been put in, you know, it's influenced so many other things as well. I mean, how many shows have had a Christmas Carol episode, you know, since? So, yeah, that's going to be really cool. And have you got any plans for, like, in the new year yet? Or is it just, like, when auditions come back around and stuff? Well, um, not necessarily uh, things, uh, you know, contracted things. But, uh, you know, I am uh, going to be out in Los Angeles for a while, um, for a a little bit, kind of... uh, testing the market out there but um but yeah no nothing nothing as of yes and 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 such is the life of an actor who isn't tom cruise or brad pitt or will smith you know if if we're not working we're technically unemployed so as it stands right now i'm you know i'm an unemployed actor but um but uh but yeah uh, things are gonna 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 happen as they always do I'm a freelance artist, so I hear you. <laughs> so if I'm not, and like, it's, so, dr- yes. it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've been, I mean, you've had, like, so many incredible opportunities, like, things you've been in so far. And the success of Luke Cage, I really hope that, like, opens up so many doors for you as well. It just leads to more so exciting much. projects, both in the theatre and television and film. Yeah. And um, you. did you want to let people know where they can, like, follow you or anything? Like, do you tend oh, sure. to be, like, quite active uh-huh. on social media? You know what? Admittedly, uh, not as active as I probably should, but my Facebook page is uh, just uh, search Warner Joseph Miller. Uh, that's me on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, at his name is Warner. Cool. And I think we're we're following you on on Twitter anyway, so I will um, definitely like mention that in the show notes for this episode once it's released. Um, okay. So hopefully you get some more followers and stuff and can see what you're up to. Great, yeah. Great. Thank you so cool. much. This Thank you great. so much. Oh, actually, I should ask you as well, because I asked uh, Lauren Weeks when I interviewed him last time, as you are a comic book fan, and I've kind of asked this a few guests, when Civil War came out earlier in the year, whose side were you on, Captain America or Iron Man? Okay, can, all right, so, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, 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 no, I'm going to push, I'm going to push, because I, okay. so, I was on, <sighs> I was on Iron Man's side. Oh, okay. But I, but, I, but I think I was on Iron Man's side. Well, I, I was on Iron Man's side because, you know, I, I, I appreciate, and please don't quote me on this, law and order, but not mm-hmm. in the way that other uh, our politicians have been saying it thus far. But, you know, he was, you know, his, his, his motivations were legit. I understood mm-hmm. why he did it. I think that's um, a great part I of that like, film as well. You understood yeah, where both of them were coming from. It was yeah, really well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as opposed to Batman vs Superman, but that's another story. Oh no, um, I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, but uh, but also, I just got a kick out of seeing Spider Man. Yeah, like, definitely. It was just so good. Yeah. He's he's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, the airport, so yeah, the airport scene was amazing with Ant Man as well becoming Giant Man. Like I geeked yes. out at that. Yeah. Yes. 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 So, so for the record, I was Team Iron Man. Okay. I know that cool. Is That's fine. That's fine. We'll still let you be on the podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cap all the way, as you can tell. <laughs> but yeah. my best friend is Team Iron Man, so you know, <laughs> we yes. argue about it all I, the time. <laughs> see, I think my head, my head is Iron Man. My heart is Captain America. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know Captain America is from Brooklyn. He's a Brooklyn boy. Um, yeah. He is, he is a Brooklyn boy. Um, and, and I understood, you know, sentiment, you know, like just the, 
I can trust Captain America to do the right thing. But if I didn't know Captain America, yes, I would want him to have restraints. I would want him to have, you know, you know, boundaries and parameters. Mm -hmm. um, so with so with my head, I'm thinking, all right, listen, let's just have some parameters. Let's have some boundaries. Let's have, you know. So I'm that's that's what I'm kind of pushing. I'm I'm, I'm on the fence. But if I had to choose, I would choose Iron Man. <laughs> That's cool. Now, that's a cool way to think about it, definitely. And I, I, you can see from both, yeah, both points of view, definitely in the film, which I think is, is why that film was successful as well in telling that. And I agree, didn't work so much in Batman vs Superman, unfortunately. Oh my goodness. Uh, um, <laughs> it's been so great talking to you, honestly. Thank you so much. Um, and I know our listeners will be like really fascinated to listen to this as well. And they they love hearing from the actors on the show. And so far, my uh, my three co-hosts are loving the show as well. They're loving Luke Cage. But as I said, we're only two episodes in. So once they realize you've left, they might be like, well, I've got no interest now. Oh, no. Don't, don't, wait, to, don't wait until episode seven. Oh, I'm totally going to say that you come back later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back later and throws shades off the, the roof. Yes. <laughs> cool thank you so much and honestly yeah thank i you. hope i hope you have like a, a great rest of the weekend and i will let you know as soon as the episode's been released i'll send you a link thank you yeah please brilliant please. all right thanks enjoy the rest right, of the day bye you as well bye-bye thank you for listening you can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenders podcast or on twitter at defenders pod defenders podcast is created under a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives 3.0 unported international license that means you can share it you can send it to your friends you just can't make any money off of it you can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site excelsior